It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Gary Kahn is a veteran broadcaster heard Saturday morning, 6 to 9, on Kahn Country and Coffee. Let's see who Gary recently had as a special guest on his program. Well, we have on our show this morning a very special guest that I've uh, been trying to connect with for the last two or three weeks and finally got to do it today. I'm talking to Grand Ole Opry star Jeannie Seeley. Good morning, Miss Jeannie. Good morning to you, and thank you for letting me say good morning to all your listeners up there. Well, it's our pleasure to have you on. We've uh, been trying to get you on for two or three weeks and just haven't connected properly, but uh, seems like we've got everything fixed today, and uh, we're just glad to have you on the show. Well, Gary, you know it is 2020, so if anything go wrong, it'll go wrong this year. <laughs> That's for sure now, for sure. <laughs> Uh, you just came out with a brand new album. I am so thrilled about this album. First of all, I could not believe it when Don Cusick approached me about doing this project. Don is a very respected uh, music historian yes, and also is. a music professor at Vanderbilt, I mean, at uh, Belmont University. So, I mean, I just looked at it. I was just in shock. And, of course, for it to be on Curb Records is even icing on the cake. Well, that's, so. that's something that I noticed. Now, I think you'll understand what I'm trying to say here. Normally, artists that are at this part of their career do not have an album come out on a major label. No, I, I said... Not everybody gets this for an 80th birthday, do they? <laughs> wow. I started the morning of my 80th birthday live in the studio. First one back in the studio after the quarantine to WSM on the air with Bill Cody. Uh-huh. And uh, celebrating a brand new album and a new single as a duet with Willie Nelson. Now, who gets that? For their 80th birthday. That's for sure. I've I've played <laughs> the fire out of that particular song. Uh, uh, it, it's just a great song. It's a great album. Uh, I really do believe, and I don't want to jinx it here, but if it does not win a Grammy this year, there's something wrong somewhere. Well, I heard that it has made it into the first whatever they call it. The first I don't round. Know. Yeah, that's what I was told. So I am just thrilled. I said, that would be something to start my career with a Grammy and end it with one, wouldn't it? That would be great. <laughs> now, you had a, a lot of other artists on this album with you as well. Yeah, Don said, uh, you know, the association and, of course, uh, country fans of our era um, I know this from my Willie's Roadhouse show the, with the comments from people. They love to hear about the interaction between all of us. And, of course, living in Nashville, we had so many powerhouse artists at our disposal. And we were trying to think, how do we narrow this down? How do we choose? And I said, let's just do this. Let's go with the ones that are just have a real strong personal connection with me. So that's how we chose the artist. Oh, that's great. 
That's great. Well, because Bill, Bill Anderson being one of my not oldest but longtime friends, right? And right. Grand Ole Opry brother, and we're really close friends. Well, speaking and, of the Grand Ole Opry, you just celebrated your fifty third anniversary on the Grand Ole Opry. Yes, I did. We didn't get to celebrate it like we wanted to, but uh, but that's okay. It's still I still have fifty three years there, and we're all going to be back. Uh, hopefully, when this is all over and everything's safe again, we'll be back and uh, carrying on the Opry tradition as always. Right. I I don't take lightly. Um, my position there. I know that I have been privileged to be there this long, and I also consider it a responsibility to do everything I can to carry this torch of the Grand Ole Opry into the next generation. And so I'm, I'm very proud to always work with the new young people coming in. The Opry has to bring in new people, young people, to keep it going because we can't all be here forever. Exactly. Exactly. Well, now, are you hosting tonight on the Opry? Uh, not yet, because right now they're really focusing on the TV aspect. Circle TV has stepped up to help us through this. And it's a win-win for both, really. They're using our Opry show and stage to do these special TV things, building Circle TV because they can, they're reaching millions of people that we wouldn't otherwise. So on the back side of this, I hope that it's going to be a win-win for all of us, because if it works, then they will be able to carry the Opry to places we, we couldn't without them. Right, and it's great to have it, them back on television yeah. again, too. The way, the way it's happening now, it's different. Uh, different ways with the different groups that are on. I know, like um, last week when they when Vince did it, and then he introduced he performed and introduced the next act, which was Lori Morgan. Then she introduced the next one, and so on. This week, it's not going to work that way. They're opening uh, tonight with Carly Pierce and then they'll go to the new debut artist, Nico Moon and then Carly's going to step back and introduce me, which I'm thrilled because she's very special to me then I will in turn introduce Josh Turner Okay, so you are on the Opry tonight Yes, I, I am I that's what I understood I, I misunderstood, yes. thought that you were going to be hosting it, so yeah, I am so excited about it. Their theme, they're doing different things, and their theme for tonight is first. So everybody that's on is going to do the first song that they did on the Opry. So I'll be opening it up with Don't Touch Me, of course. Uh, what a great song, and that's on the new album as well. Yeah, uh, Don... Uh, there again, as a producer, I really didn't want to do this, but as a producer, and I'm looking back and I realize why he has such a great reputation, because from his viewpoint as a historian, um, he saw the importance of tying this all together from that being my signature song 
about 54 years ago, if you will, and uh, and then still doing it today and updating it a little from right. the original recording. Oh, so and it's a beautiful song. You you've just done a superb job on it. So well, thank you. It's a great song. I've always felt very lucky to have gotten that song because it doesn't. You don't get tired of that song, and through the years, I've changed the arrangement a little bit just you don't even realize sometimes that you're doing it but uh just always trying to keep updating it right. and it's a wonderful piece of material now were you also the first woman to host a segment on the opry yes i was the very first time that was a door that i knocked on kicked on if you will incessantly because just the rule that we couldn't just didn't never settled right with right. me it was always the men that hosted the shows and they brought yeah. out the quote unquote the little lady to sing so oh yeah it was just i mean that was just definitely time but um they kept telling me it was tradition but the first time that i ever hosted was in january of 1985 and there was a very bad snowstorm ice storm here and uh, they said, you're, you're going to be hosting. And I'm like, why? At the opening of the show, I said, because you're the only opera artist in the building. Everybody was trying to make it in. So that was the accidental first time I did it. But then I got even more relentless against the powers that be and trying to you know, not fight it, but just present it in a way they could see them. Like it's, you know, it's um, it's just time. And I kept pointing out, you're actually um, you're you're ignoring fifty percent of your audience, and you're uh, also wasting fifty percent of your talent pool. Right. So when I put it that way. Uh, they kind of understood that, and and so they gave me a chance. It wasn't until Bob Whitaker came in as manager that he opened that door for me. Of course, he had been managing Opryland Park, right? And all of those production shows out there, everyone had their own microphone, their own singing part, their own speaking part. So, um, anyway, it was Bob that opened that door for Bob me. Bob was a great manager. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And it, he's a wonderful man, and I credit him always for extending my career. Because by opening that door for me to host, then it allowed me to um, try to you know, expand what my abilities were and also to, um, I don't know, get to a better chance to get to meet the new people. Mm -hmm. Well, back in the 60s, when you when you got started and, and uh, you went on the Opry in 67, uh, I think you actually performed on the Opry probably back in 66, but you became a member in 67. I believe Ott Divine was the manager back then. Am I correct? Yes, he was. And uh, when I was on the road with Porter Wagner as part of his road show when Don't Touch Me was climbing the charts, 
and they would call me every week to tell me where my record moved up in the charts and I'd like that's great but did Mr. Divine call yet because I wanted the Opry so bad uh, growing up listening to it and it was just the Opry's just always been a part of my life oh sure yeah. Either listening to it or on it, and I want to continue that. Well, it's it's the soundtrack of our life, isn't it? I think for a lot of people, you're right, it is. I grew up listening to it and still listen to it, and, and I, I absolutely love the Opry. Back when Ott Divine was the manager and you were just starting, were, were you not also the first woman to wear a mini skirt on the Opry <laughs> back in the 60s? Yeah. The the relevance of the miniskirt was that it just changed what women wore. Um, it was just, I guess, because I remember asking, well, is there a dress code? No one told me. I was like, well, no. It's just always been done. The women wore the skirts, the country dresses, the gingham checks, and all of that. And, of course, I had moved to Nashville from L.A., and, of course, fashion usually starts out there, and everybody was wearing the short skirts and then eventually went to the minis and then eventually to the hot pants. But um, what it did was when I wore that and I got away with it, that opened the door for the rest of them to not necessarily wear mini skirts, but to wear what they felt comfortable wearing. That was when it changed. And I know um, some of them went to sequins, some went to um, like pantsuits or whatever they felt they wanted to wear. I've never, I never tried to create an image for me because I've never looked at myself as anything other than just like every other American woman, I um I'd like to wear whatever's in style right now. You know, I'm just no different than anybody else. I just write songs and sing for a living. Well, I just thought that was a great story when you went to Ott Divine and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to wear the miniskirt. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny when I was called in the office and he was like embarrassed. He didn't even know how to approach the subject. Neither did I. <laughs> Uh-uh. That's great. Now, you also, did you not also travel and sing with Jack Green for a while? Yes. Uh, Jack and I were both featured artists on Ernest Tubbs' television show. And of course, back then, that was the early, early years of uh, country music and television. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of technical breakdowns. And so whenever there'd be a a technical issue they had to straighten out. It could be an hour or more and we're just sitting and waiting. And so as usual with entertainers, somebody just got a guitar and we'd start singing. And that's when uh, Jack was singing something. I just started singing harmony with him and we realized how well our voices blended and we both have that raspy quality. So uh, shortly after that, when we were... Uh, we were planning on moving from Monument to another label. So I had three different offers, but we chose to go with Decca to do the duets with Jack. That was a trend, as you recall, during yes, that themes and the what the what they used to call the package show. Mm -hmm. 
known male artist, known female, and then a duet team when you travel together. And the promoters loved it because you had your whole package in one one thing. Oh, I remember being a kid going to Memorial Hall in Dayton for the package shows. And I remember seeing you and Jack and the Jolly Green Giants and all the folks that were traveling with him at that time. So Right. Mm-hmm. It was a great run. We we had our show together for 11 years, and uh, we were able, we did our show a little bit different in that uh, in the beginning, we did it like in the same patterns everybody else, but in a couple of years then, um, my idea was to let's hit the stage, all seven of us, Jack and me in a five-piece band. Let's t- utilize everybody we've got for every minute of that uh, stage time so that we give the fans everything we've got to give them. And it was a it was a plan that was very successful for us. And we were able to take country music into some dinner theaters and places it hadn't been before. Oh, that's great. Now, you still do some traveling, and uh, I think Tim Atwood travels with you quite a bit, doesn't he? Yeah, when uh, Tim left the Opry, I said, I called him and I said, you know, uh, I've had so many offers to do the acoustic things, because a lot of venues were going to acoustic sets, and it simplifies the whole production a little bit. And uh, I've never felt comfortable just working with just a guitar, but I do with just the piano. Right. I guess because I play piano a little bit, just enough to write with or rehearse with. And uh, so anyway, I said, let's just put together some things and see what we can do. Well, we've been friends for over 40 years, so it just all fell together. And uh, he and I just have a great time doing it. I laugh and I say... On our concerts, we can't make a mistake because we never know what we're going to do or say next. <laughs> so, well, Tim's wrong. just awesome on the piano as well, and I, I can oh, see where goodness. you two would just work together uh, beautifully. So, He's such a great entertainer. Yes, he I've, is. I've always thought, you know, when he was back there playing piano behind all of us, that he should have been out front entertaining. Of course, Tim did it the right way. He stayed in town worked the Opry and TV and sessions and raised his family. So now he's free to go do what he wants to do. Right, right. Well, Miss Jeannie, what a joy to have you on the show this morning. Want to congratulate you again on the new album. Want to congratulate you on your 53rd anniversary as a member of the Grand Ole Opry. And, of course, celebrated uh, uh, this year your 80th birthday, and you're still going strong. We love you. My sister is probably your greatest fan. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. She loves to watch you on uh, uh, the uh, family reunion videos. So, uh, Oh, great. Yeah. And hopefully tune me in to Willie's Roadhouse on Sirius. You're on Sirius every Sunday afternoon, aren't you? Right. Yes, Sundays with Seeley. And we're really doing that. In fact, I just uh, recorded an interview with Roseanne Cash, and I'm excited about having Roseanne on the show. But, um, 
Yeah, I appreciate everybody being so supportive of me all through my career and sticking with me in my 80th year. That's something, too. And I hope everybody will be tuned in to the uh, Opry show tonight. It's going to be a great show and good to have Josh Turner back on the Opry. And, of course, Carly Pierce is very, very special right. to me. I followed her career for a long time. So, yeah, we're still loving what we're doing and uh, we'll be Speaking of Tim Atwood, he and I are going to be down in Pigeon Forge on October 23rd at the Theater of the Stars. They're on the Parkway for a concert. And then in November, I'm going up to Branson and spend four days being part of Rhonda Vincent's fabulous Christmas show up oh, there. that's great. That's yeah. So. Rhonda does a great job. And I think you just wrote a new song for her, did you not? Oh, she's done such an incredible job with the song we wrote called Like I Could. Took it to number one in the bluegrass field. She's just a phenomenal entertainer yes, as well. Is. As are you, Miss Jeannie Seeley. want to thank you for being on the show this morning. And I'm glad we finally were able to connect and, and get everything <laughs> Me together. Too. Yeah, it's great. Well, y'all have a wonderful day. Tune me in tonight, and we'll get together again soon. Thank okay, you for Jeannie, inviting me. We'll look forward to board. seeing you on the Circle Network tonight on the Grand Ole Opry. So you have a great day and a great weekend, okay? Thank you, Gary. Thank Bye-bye. You. Whether you're from Bakersfield, California, Austin, Texas, or Nashville, Tennessee, we're your home for all things country, Real Roots Radio.